Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you listening in today. Uh, my next guest has been with us before a few times, and it's, it's always fascinating uh, when guests come back because then we're able to take our interviews to the next level, to the next step. And I hope we're going to do that today with Andy Gohl. He's here from Urgency-Based Selling. Uh, he's been helping uh, business owners improve profitable sales for 27 years um, has an MBA from NYU in marketing. He's a member of Vistage Group in New Jersey for five years and presenting seminars for 10 years. And he taught selling skills for eight years at the Rothman Institute for Entrepreneurial Studies at FDU in New Jersey. Has started three businesses, a sales agency in packaging built to $7 million in sales, a gift product company sold to retailers, including Walmart, and sales consulting since 1993. He's worked with over 120 clients, um, typically 5 to 20 team members. Um, he developed urgency-based selling from thousands of sales calls. Let's get into it with him and let him tell us the rest. Andy, it's always a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much for joining me again today. Hey, thanks for inviting me, Bill. Appreciate it. My pleasure. So, we've, you, you know, we've covered a lot of ground. I'm sorry. I thought I'd just give your uh, your listeners a tip right off the bat. Something new I'm doing. Oh, excellent. Okay, so, let's let's start okay? with that. So, like, yeah, in case absolutely. people can't hang on, they can't listen. This this is mind blowing, and I I know I kind of interrupted your flow, and I'm sorry, but um, one word subject lines. I don't know. Maybe you've heard mm. this before, mm. and it's old hat. Um, you know, I read a study that it just blows the open rate off the chart. And so I have many lists, and I experimented with them, and I'm getting up to a 100% increase in open rate, as an example, like from 20% to 40%. Wow. So it, it, I would say on average it's a 30%, 40% increase in open rate. So I just felt like let's let's give the listeners something right away to think about. I'm sorry, again, if I threw you off your game. <laughs> No, that's good. You're right. And sometimes people listen in, and they need they want something right off the right out of the gate. How did you um, start, or what made you think about one word subject lines? Well, you know, uh, do a lot of emailings. Always looking, you know, e-letters. I have an e-letter that goes out. If any of your listeners are interested, they'll get something every two weeks. It's a selling idea. And uh, just always monitoring the results and trying to do better. So. once every few months, I'll read a study on how to improve uh, the effectiveness of, of, of your emailings, of your e-letters. And um, there were, I don't know, 10, 20 ideas in this one study. And this one on, you know, one-word subject lines, it just, it just stuck out. And 
I figured, what the heck? It's easy. Let's try it and see what happens. So wanted to give you an idea. That's it. <laughs> well, you know, it, newspapers know that a certain number of words are optimum for headlines. Why sh why wouldn't it be uh, so for emails? Now, when I think of that, you know, the first things I think about are kind of uh, adjectives that, you know, amazing, <laughs> fantastic, and usually you need some kind of a, another um, word to complete that. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. So, what, what are what are what could be some examples of one-word subject lines that you found might be impactful, if you don't mind sharing? So the first one I did was paradoxes. That's it. Mm -hmm. Just paradoxes, and it was to promote a webinar. I do a, a free webinar at least once a month. It's a it's a twenty-minute webinar. And one of them was the, the central paradoxes in selling, which we could talk about if you're interested. And now I'm doing one coming up in uh, two weeks, 12 days rather, and it's the six levers of business development. And the subject line I used was levers, L-E-V-E-R-S. Mm -hmm. So it's just trying to, you know, it's not, it's, it's not always easy to do it. But that's, right. And I can tell you I've tried a few that were duds. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, it's it, it's it's not a slam dunker, but if you're thoughtful about it, it 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 really can make a difference. Uh, so, uh, you know, like this this central paradox. I don't know if we talked about this before, but uh, I love talking about it, and maybe it'd be useful to your listeners. To me, the central paradox in selling is is the uh, the, the contrast between urgency and neediness. So when a prospect uh, raises their hand, talks to you, responds to your call, and is willing to talk to you. He, she, they, they want you to respond with a sense of urgency, like, you know, jump, how high? That's what they want you to, you know, tell me how high. And so, uh, you know, we get right back to them, we get them quotes, we do whatever they want, but when we're responsive that way, um, a certain kind of a buyer, maybe it's all of them, wonder if you're needy. Is there a fire sale possibility here? And so they do many, many, um, you know, bad behaviors, including hanging us out to dry when we're selling. They don't get back to us. They put us off. And so the um, the classic remedy we call it the PIK, the payment in kind, is that your presentation is so strong from the beginning that you can make behavioral requests that are reasonable, and you're actually doing your your negotiation over money right then and there. But it has nothing to do with money. It's the behavior. So you might say mm -hmm. to a decision maker with whom you're talking, if they're not the, the owner, can I, you know, could, could we get your boss into the next meeting? And if if they do that, then they're putting political capital at risk, and that is a PIK, a payment in kind, and they're putting skin in the game, and you're being bold right from the beginning. So this ties into something I think we talked about before: bold vision, bold behavior. So you need to be really powerful in your sales presentation to earn the right to a strong PIK. Another one might be fill out a credit application. Another one might be check a, a reference. So in, in different businesses, the appropriate PIKs, the payments in kind, you know, they're different for different businesses. So that was one of the subjects we discussed in the webinar, you know, the central paradoxes in selling. To me, this is the central paradox. Every time you take a step forward, show urgency, you know, it's almost like you get pushed back a half a step. And so if you sell strongly from the beginning, 
if you make a you know a compelling case, make a very compelling case, if you prove your case, if you create a sense of urgency in the buyer, the cash in is that you're allowed to ask for a PIK. And by doing that, you're you're it's never purely level, but you're leveling the playing field so that, you know, you you're you're in a better position by the time you get to talking about the economic uh, uh the the economic value of your offer. There Excellent. you go from a one word, a one word subject line <laughs> into something that might be a useful <laughs> idea for your listeners. Well, it's the, what you know what you bring Andy is are always valuable for our listeners. We've gotten so many great comments from from the, our interviews and the information that you put up like for instance I'm looking at your website right now um you go right into uh, a, a fir- your first message is, are you ready for the slingshot recovery? Let's talk a little bit about one one thing here, and that is in this day and age right now, a lot of people are concerned about how should I be playing my sales game? Should I be empathetic? Should I can- is it time to turn on the, the jets on Selling or you know empathy was was all in for the first few months of this COVID nineteen. Now we're in this uh, hopefully recovery mode. Although maybe we're look maybe we're looking at a slowdown on that a little bit. So a lot of people are are concerned about well should I be should I be asking for the deal now or what phase do you think we're in now? Well, <clears throat> many people went bankrupt, right? And perhaps more will go bankrupt. You know, there's some sections that are getting like wiped out. I'm in New Jersey, and uh, mm. I think I heard the other day that 23% of the restaurants have gone out of business. So um, that that's part of why I say it's not a slingshot, but a double slingshot. And we'll return to that in a moment if 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 you're interested. So I think in the early days when COVID-19 hit, certainly empathy was important. A little bit of a wait and see. Um, but I have this principle um, that I think applies here. I very often hear from a salesperson, um, you know, how often should I be in touch uh, when I'm working on a campaign, on a project, on, an, on a deal, or whatever. And, you know, you don't want to call every five minutes. My general rule of thumb is when you have something that's really material to say, when you can make a material difference. So... Um, and another thing I recommend from a bargaining point of view is, you know, don't don't show everything on the first go round. Keep half back or keep a quarter of it back because the the buyer is is uh, going to sometimes peg uh, their their offer to you to everything you have presented. So if 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 you want a buck and they say, okay, what you showed me is worth seventy five cents, and you want a buck, you got to come up with another quarter of value. So if you if you haven't shown everything, you can say, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you about this, 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 and this, and those things are worth a quarter. And and so if if you've taken a, an approach like that, after you've made your presentation, very often you know there's a waiting period, there's an evaluation period. The the decision maker may be talking to other vendors, they're engaging in, in risk mitigation strategies, and you need a reason to re-engage. It's not usually a great idea to call somebody and say. Hey, you got anything for me, or did you make a decision? It's much better to say, "Here's something that might be compelling to you. Discuss it a little, and then then ask if, if there's any news." And so that principle, I think, applies also to COVID-19. And that, what I mean by that is that 
for those people with whom you have a relationship, um, if you're doing your homework from a sales perspective, you're looking for new compelling things to share. And when you have new compelling things, and particularly new compelling things that make sense in COVID-19, I think it's okay to reach out every week or two, particularly if you have uh, what we call type 3 knowledge, what they don't realize they don't know. Type 1 is what they know, type 2 is what they know they don't know, and type 3 is what they don't realize they don't know. So if you have useful information to help somebody um, navigate during COVID-19, I don't think there's any reason to hesitate and offer that to them. And then a, a further metaphor we use is that of the prospect being on a false peak. They're on a peak looking down, looking at how far they've come, and they're not noticing the higher peak of well-being that's that's just near them. And so the act of persuasion and selling is getting somebody who's looking down to look up. And again, to the extent that you understand your prospect's context, and you could you can do that. You can help someone who's looking down look up. I don't see why you can't reach out every every week or two, um, mm-hmm. at least to find out first. You know if they're okay, if they're operating. Uh, if you know they're operating, if you know they're ramping back up, and you know you can help them do that, um, why would you hesitate in reaching out? So that's my perspective. Now, with respect to people who you don't know, um, I think it's okay to do marketing. I've probably – March was really slow, but I must have had at least 10 first phone calls, uh, 10 first calls in the month of April. And then it, it was a little lower in, in in May, and then it kind of blossomed up at the end of June. So I, I wouldn't say stop your marketing. Keep your marketing. The people who re- raise their hands and come to you, they obviously want to talk to you. Um, I have seen that people are delaying some programs, for sure. That is happening. Um, but that that that's it in a nutshell is people have needs right now. There was a famous uh, Harvard Business Review uh, article written at the time of the last recession about what the marketing should be done in, you know, in times of a recession, of which COVID-19 is one manifestation. And one of the comments it made is that you know, there's a lot more demand uh, for lower-cost alternatives. So uh, if, if we've got lower-cost alternatives to help people navigate the chasm right now, it's something to offer. So that's my view is, you know, if you got something that should be compelling, be bold about it. I mean, be thoughtful about it, but reach out to people. Is that responsive, or was there something else you were looking for there? No, no, that, that's good. I think uh, a lot of people are just concerned about, well, you know, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be pushy because I don't, you know, the the point is, this isn't a normal economic. Um, uh, problem that we're having right we knew in in 2008 2009 we knew everybody every industry was was pretty much in trouble there was obviously there's always companies that do well in spite of or because of a recessionary time this is this is a stranger <laughs> a stranger different time and so you don't know what you're going to get when you call someone so i think the first point is is uh you know Tell me where you are. Where are 100%. you on the scale? How are things going? Let's, you know, how can I be of assistance, right? Yeah, I lost my, my revenues up twenty five percent this year, and mm-hmm. you know, in in the month of March, I wasn't always in contact with people. You know, when the when the shutdown started, and I I waited a while to give people time, 
And then after, you know, three, four weeks, if I hadn't heard, I'm talking about the very beginning, I reached out and I had one client who I thought, you know, they're they're in trouble. Well, they didn't communicate with me because their sales were double what they were normally. They were in the food business and people were stocking Mm -hmm. up on food. So uh, pretty much all my clients have continued, with one exception, every program that was in place, new ones um, have started. And uh, part of the reason is because of the double slingshot. And so I thought, I'd, if it's okay with you, I would just give you, uh, yep. give you listeners just a thought on it. You know, you've probably heard talk that we're going to go into this V where, you know, sales plummet, you know, crash. And then as things open up, at least in many industries, uh, it goes up on the other side of the V. So that's the slingshot. But there's a double slingshot. And the double slingshot is there's going to be underserved um, segments because so many people are going out of business. And I don't. I don't wish this on anybody, but the uh, um, you know, the way the government handled the shutdowns has bankrupted many businesses, and they took care of market segments. So mm-hmm. I would not be surprised for your average listeners who can make it if their native demand is up for 5 to 30% as the year progresses, because as, as demand reasserts, um, some people just aren't coming back. And that's the double right. slingshot, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm hearing that from some in some areas where competitors, yes, have gone out of business, and not only did these uh, these customers, these clients, remain busy, but now they're even more busy because now they're taking on that market share that's gone that was going to a competitor. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, in that type of a situation, um, for your sales team. Uh, Urgency, basically, you can really create a lot of urgency if you can say, "Look, we, we've got, I've got five more calls, five more clients that want to engage us right now. We really need you to let us know if you want to move forward, right?" Yeah, I mean, if there's if there's some kind of, um, you know, limited availability of production or services, I think the key always is this: if you're looking for a gift, you're you're not going to get one. If you don't know what's going on, you shouldn't be surprised if people won't take your call or they reject you. If you focus on the fundamentals and you deliver um, you know, to those fundamentals, if you have a compelling message, then, then, then people will be, this is my experience, people will reasonably communicate with you or get back to you. So I would encourage, um, I would encourage the listeners to focus on fundamentals and ask themselves, what can I bring that's compelling? What can I bring that's compelling so that they shouldn't scream at you? I mean, of course you could couch it with, you know, and cushion it and say, look, I don't know if the time's right to talk, but I was thinking of you, and, you know, I know you have this need, or anybody has this need, and um, I have a solution for you. And particularly good at this time are things that are freebies, by which I mean, you know, they don't have to buy from you to utilize the information or the idea. Um, I, I just don't. I, I haven't mm-hmm. seen that mm-hmm. people are are acting in a in an angry go away. I'm never going to talk to you. Uh, perspective. If your focus again is them and how can you help them? So that's that, that's yeah, my yeah, very very good points. Conclusion. 
You know, we we didn't even get to your uh, your main three questions you wanted to ask today, and I apologize for that. But Don't worry about it's it. always so fascinating talking stuff. with you. <laughs> but we did get to the uh, the one word subject line, <laughs> and uh, we did talk about some very important things. The uh, the PIKs, uh, very interesting insights from Andy Gold, urgency based selling. He he's offering a free copy of Innovate Now his book to business owners, a terrific book, a free 30-minute consultation, uh, and also has a uh, webinar coming up on July 21st, The Six Levers of Business yep. Development. So uh, excellent, uh, always great stuff available. The website is urgencybasedselling.net, correct? You got it, and thank you so much. Yeah, it, it, it's a great website. There's a lot of uh, terrific information there. Um, and again, uh, Andy, you're always welcome back. We always, I always enjoyed talking with you, and uh, I hope that uh, you you continue to thrive uh, and uh, and help others as you do uh, with your great information. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Have a great day, and hope everybody has a great day. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.